Hey, what person you know couldn't use a little bit more encouragement? Yep, almost no one. You got that right. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Naomi Vilneg. Here you'll be hearing a word of encouragement every Wednesday. Please tune in. I believe God calls me to teach and encourage others with his gospel. And I'm leveraging the social media landscape. I hope to teach and disciple a whole generation of people in the place we're spending a lot of our time online. Be blessed and stay encouraged now. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. God is good. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Naomi Vilnay. Um, Today's topic is on forgiveness. I'm actually thinking about the word a lot just because, um, you know, recently my um, cousin, husband, was kidnapped in Haiti. Praise the Lord. Glory to God, he was released. But of course, after they have, um, you know, extract money from the family in order to release him. And so it's then to, it make you think about situation like this a lot. You know, the, the man has been bitten. Um, you know, the trauma that has happened to him being taken away, not knowing if he will live to see another day. And um, the rest of the family thinking of the same. And then you start thinking about, can you forgive those other people on the other side? It's a tough call. And um, and then you think about all those who have lost one. Not only were they kidnapped, but they didn't make it. Even though they paid the money, they paid a the ransom. Um, but family members didn't come back home. And there's a lot, a lot of feeling, a lot of negative feeling, a lot of wounds, a lot of pain to deal with, with, with. And so it brings you to the place that you have to wonder if you ever met that, these other people on the other side, would you forgive them? How would you, you know what I mean? Like that kind of feeling like you don't want worse. And the worst has happened in Haiti. Haiti was hit again with another earthquake. Um, and it's been awful. It's actually has been very hard as much as I love my country and I love Haitians, you know, my people. I also have been fighting the feeling of saying that, you know, maybe we deserve this. Like, you know, like it's a punishment for all the wrong that has happened in the country. Don't forget not too long ago, the president has been assassinated as well. So you see evil after evil happening in a country. You start thinking like, wow, these people need to be punished or something like that. Or you have to fight the thoughts, the idea that that's, that's, that's God hands punishing them, you know, deserving. And I'm asking God for deliverance of that. And I don't know if you're in the same boat asking for the same, like, God, it is not for me to judge men. You know the heart of men. What about all the innocent? I can't say it like this. I can't pronounce the word like that, a judgment like that over a whole nation of people because of individual who have done wrong, who have commit wrong. So the fight is real. Because when when I'm in my feeling, I want to say what I want to say. I want to believe. I want to believe. Which got me thinking about something that I read about you know, it's it's a, a quick little story about that in in the out of the way cemetery, 
it is in a mark tombstone that bear only one word and the word is forgiven <laughs> you imagine try to picture this you know like most tombstone have the name of the person when they were born um, when they pass away and sometimes a little bit, bit phrase like beloved wife beloved husband or um, child or whatever it is that a good word that someone may write on the tombstone but this one was unmarked the only word on it was the word forgiven you know it made you think about who was it that lay here um, and that was forgiven in that tombstone and who did the forgiving who, who was forgiven who did the forgiving you know and what happened what happened that someone felt the only message they could leave behind on this tombstone engraved on the tombstone is forgiven no name no nothing just forgiving um, you know, I believe the secret of that tombstone has long been buried. Um, you know, I, I don't believe we'll know the reason behind it. Like I said, it was something that I read ago. But one thing that I do know that is certain, the need for forgiveness will always exist. As long as we're on this earth, as long as we're living, we're existing right here on this earth, the need for forgiveness will always exist since we all fail you know at some point in time we all fail to live up to our own words and others expectation of us you know we we kind of like fail to do that my expectation of you know right now of people in haiti is to be loving good people who respect lives one another Yet, you know, when you're constantly hearing about the kidnapping and sometimes these people, not only were they beaten and tortured or raped, but sometimes they killed them, even when they paid a ransom. So you have like a, you know, basic expectation. Why would we want to treat one another like that? We're human beings. But yet here it is. These acts are being committed. So I expect that, you know, they will always need a need for forgiveness, you know, whether it's on our own personal life whether it's dealing with something that happened in the country um, or something recently was happening in Afghanistan. There's just going to be need for forgiveness always, um, you know. And not only that, we don't always live up to our own words and others' expectation, but more serious than that, we fail to live up to what God expects of us. No one is able to perfectly keep God's commands. You understand? We will strive, and that is what the Bible commands us to do, to be holy, to strive, to live in obedience. But we will not be able to perfectly keep God's commands. So even in that area, we too, each one of us, will forever need forgiveness. The Bible states it simply. It says that all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. That is found in Romans 3, verse 23. Now, we know the Bible doesn't lie. And if it tells us that all, every single one of us who draw breath on this earth, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, then all of us will forever need forgiveness. Um, your iniquities, um, you know, the common word for it, your sins, have made a separation between you 
in your God. Isaiah 59 verse 2, let us know there is a separation between us and God. There is a wall, there is a great divide between us and God because our disobedience, that us missing the mark, not following God's will, God precepts, God principle, our disobedience separate us from our creator. We need his forgiveness. God created us. God loves us. But there exists between us and God a great divide, a division. And that's because that was created by our disobedience. And we need God forgiveness. You know, it's not talking about people um, as a nation, the race. It's not talking about your economic um, level in life or what family you from or what family you didn't come from. It's saying that all will need the forgiveness of God wherever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever you are thinking, whatever you think you know about yourself, you also need to know this, that we need the forgiveness of God because all of us, we have fall short of the glory somehow. We are not fully you know, perfectly keeping up with God's commands. And because of that, we need forgiveness. Um, and how can we know that God will forgive us? How can a perfectly just and righteous God kind of look aside, you know, and don't see our sin? Because God is not a man. You know, men can try to do favor. We can try to, uh, hey, you're my buddy. I'm going to pretend I don't see this. You're my friend. I'm going to pretend. And even though we'll turn around and like crucify somebody else, but for our family, our friends, sometimes we turn, you know, we turn our eyes around and we pretend we don't see. But God will not pretend. God is perfectly just and perfectly righteous, and he cannot overlook our sin. Our situation had looked impossible, and it would be impossible if God had not settled the issue himself. Being God full of love and compassion, he settled the score. He paid a price for us. And what he did, he sent his son. He sent Jesus Christ to earth to become a man. Jesus came to earth, live a man. He lived 33 years on this earth. He walked it, you know, loving people teaching them the word of God, making disciples, and also creating um, a um, miracle so that others can see the power of God revealed right before their eyes. He lived a perfectly sinless life doing great things, and ultimately, he also gave his life for you and me. That was the price. Jesus came on earth, and he died for our sin. God sent Jesus so he can die on that cross for us. And that is how we would know we have been forgiven because the price has been paid. God did not overlook our sin and he's not overlooking it right now. He paid, he, he paid the price. He settled the score. He settled, he settled it. He settled it for you and for me. On the cross where Jesus died, he took all the punishment for our sin that we deserve. You understand? We deserve the sin, but we didn't pay it. We, we deserve the punishment, but we didn't pay it. Jesus paid for that. The Bible says God made Jesus to be sin for us. The one who knew no sin, the Bible says, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. Who knew no sin? So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's no other way to receive that forgiveness but through Christ Jesus. You understand? 
so that we might become the righteous or we can only become righteous through Christ Jesus. There's no other way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except through him. That's what the Bible also tells us in John. No one come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And then um, Jesus rose from the tomb and came back to life after he died. He rose from the tomb and came back to life three days later and was seen by hundreds of people. First Corinthians 15 verse 3 and 6. They were witness to God miraculously rising from the dead you know, from the death, you know, um, there was, um, witnesses to know that God truly did overcome death and that we are now made righteous in Christ Jesus. Can you be sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Because of what Jesus has accomplished, it is possible to know, you know, not think, not imagine, not just be hopeful, but know that God will forgive you one day and one day receive you into heaven. You can be sure about that. You can be sure about being forgiven. You can be sure no matter what mess you've put yourself into, what mess I've put myself into, what we've done wrong, that God can forgive us. We can be sure about that. This is not a maybe, possibly, could it be? I imagine. I'm hopeful. I have a little bit of hope. You know, no, we can know that God will forgive us. God forgive us. And then that is what the word let us know in John 14 verse 3. If you have a minute, you know, take the time, read it, that we are forgiven. You can have that assurance of God forgiveness by making the following choice. Okay. That is what I'm going to encourage you today. If you're not sure, perhaps you want to check in this area. But if you didn't know, now that I'm telling you forgiveness is yours, then I want to encourage you to recognize that your sin has separated you from God. That you and I, our sins, it definitely separates us from God. It built up a wall, a great divide. That if you honestly repent and agree with God about your sinfulness and admit you need for forget your needs for forgiveness because the bible tell us in first john 1 verse 19 if we confess our sin god is faithful he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness you understand if we confess our sin there is a condition if we confess our sin god is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sin so you and i have to come in agreement about our state of being and come in agreement with what god is saying about us and then come in agreement to receive what God acknowledge it and receive, uh, what's the word the Bible wants? Confess our sin, <laughs> which is basically, you know, letting God know that I know that I am a sinner. Confess our sin, okay? Confess our sin and know that God is faithful and He's judge and He's just and will forgive your sin. We also, I also want to encourage you to realize that God loves you. Oh my goodness, God loves each and every single one of us. And believe that the sinless Jesus Christ died for your sins, taking the punishment you deserve. That's love. You understand? God, Jesus was sinless, but he paid a price for us. That's ultimate love. That's sacrificial love. That's taking love, you know, the farthest we can. Life. He gave a life for life. That's love. 
The Bible tells us in John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is done because God loved us so, so loved the world. God so loved the world. He so loved the world. He did what he did because he so loved us. You are love. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's happening in your life right now, what you're doing um, right now. But I want to let you know that you are so loved. You are so loved by God. You know, um, you may have had a relationship with God and you move away. God still love you so much that he's waiting with open arms. Or you may never had a relationship with God, but God so love you. He's still in the same posture, waiting open arm to receive you. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever, whoever, do you hear that? Whoever, some of you out there listening understand the English way better than me. Whoever, I don't see exception. My understanding of the word whoever means there is no exception. Whoever believe, that's the other condition. You got to believe. You can't just live your life the way you want. Don't believe what the Bible has to say. Do not accept it. You, or, you know, you're saying you have time. Or, I don't have time to know. No. It's whoever, but it's whoever believe. Believe now. Believe now. Whoever believe is the one that will not perish. So you have to believe what God is saying. The only way to know this is through the Bible. It may sound cliche, but truly, it is read your Bible, pray every day. This is how we move on on the daily. Read your Bible, pray every day. You cannot know the promises of God. You cannot know what the Bible is saying. You cannot know what is required of you because, you know, much is required of us. You won't know what those are if you are not reading the Bible. It takes the time. You got to invest the time. It takes the time. It takes the time. It takes the time to sit down somewhere and read the Word of God, get to know it, get familiar with it. Nowadays, with technology, you can even hear it via audio. If it's easier, you're driving, you're doing your exercise, you're running, put on your Bible audio. Get to know God's words so that your belief can increase. Just me telling you is not enough. You got to read it for yourself, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. will convince your heart. Change your mind, renew a right spirit within you. And I also want to say um, to let you know in conclusion here that that I hope that brings you great encouragement that in response to your trust, now if you go ahead and trust God in response to your trust, if you go ahead and trust what the Bible is saying, that God is responding. You do what you do, believing, you trust it, and God responds. You know, in response to your trust, God promised you, and he promised me eternity with him. In response to our trust, we are being promised eternity with him. If you receive Jesus Christ into your life by faith as your Savior from sin's consequences, when you respond to God's offer of forgiveness and faith, you can know that he has forgiven you, okay? God's great book, the Bible promised that to all who died, who did receive him, to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 1 verse 12 
to all again it's like the same thing like the whoever i was talking about earlier to all who did receive him who believe in his name he god gave the right to become children of god there is no exception here if you're willing to receive god believe in his name believe on his in his word god will give you the right to become children of god that's the promise okay if that is in your heart this you know in your heart a desire to believe a desire to receive um or return back to him if you have gone astray right where you are you can say god i have sinned against you many people and i have sinned against you i know i'm a sinner i confess that i am i need your forgiveness and this is where all other forgiveness flow receiving forgiveness from god and then all the other things that hopefully we'll be diving into all forgiveness that we need to do will flow but first we got to receive forgiveness for ourselves and the very first forgiveness is god i need your forgiveness did you hear me that's the prayer you need to be making your heart saying i know i must i confess i'm a sinner i need your forgiveness and i believe that jesus christ did die for me and he rise from the dead i invite him into my life to be my savior and or for some of us we might be saying i invite him back into my life to be my savior thank you lord for the gift of forgiveness and eternal life amen that's it if you could just do that ask the lord to forgive you i confess that i'm a sinner I need your forgiveness, Father. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin so that I and that I may have life again. I also believe that Jesus rose from the dead. He has already overcome the world. He has already paid a price for me. Thank you for that gift, God. And though I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for life, eternal life. Because we come with forgiveness, come eternal life. Staying in our sin, the wage of sin is death. Yes, we've been given life. And what's wonderful, it's eternal. It's not temporary. It's not just a temporary life as we see it. Because we all know life can be temporary. I did start it by saying that my country has suffered. My former country, my former home has suffered an earthquake. Haiti suffered an earthquake. Many people have died. So we know life on earth is temporary. I know personally of those who I love, like my mom, who have moved on, like my grandmother years before who have moved on, and my aunts, oh yes, we know about close dead. My grandfathers, we know about that. Life is temporary on this earth. But God himself is not promising us just a life on this earth. We already have that. What he's promising is eternal life with him and forgiveness, forgiveness for, for, uh, for having gone wrong, for having missed the mark. So I just want to encourage you that the first step to forgiveness is receiving forgiveness from God, is knowing that God has forgiven you and God has forgiven me. That's the first step, Naomi. Just do know this, God forgive you. And then with God, having forgive you, 
then you can turn around and forgive somebody else. Hmm. Be blessed and stay encouraged. Hello, family. It is my heartfelt prayer that today's word was an encouragement to you, that you received something from it, that it equipped you, it edified you, and just made your day a little better. Um, I want to go ahead and encourage you to subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive notification when new segments are added. I also want to encourage you to share the link that you are listening to with a friend, with a family member, so that they too can receive a word of encouragement. You never know. Someone in your circle just may need to hear the word that you just hear today. Go ahead, share the link with them. Be blessed and stay encouraged.